Well, good morning. For those uh, of you that are here, I am glad you're here. Welcome. Many of you are joining us online. Also, welcome. Uh, we're glad you could be with us. Jeff Bezos is the founder and CEO of Amazon, and as such, is worth about $200 billion or so. Imagine for a moment him renouncing all that. Uh, he is leaving the country. He is going to a poverty-ridden country, stricken country to be with his son. And so he's given up all the amenities, all the comforts of life here in the States to go be with that son. It's a hypothetical. But if that were to happen, we would say, wow, he's pretty committed to his son. He left a lot behind to be with him. That's just a picture, a taste of what Jesus did to connect with us. We are celebrating the Advent season, and particularly this week, focusing with us. Uh, this morning, if you have a Bible, if you would look, turn to Luke chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 26, and we're going to go through verse 38. And we're going to ask this question, what did Jesus leave behind in order to connect with us? What did Jesus leave behind in order to connect with us? Our passage starts this way. Uh, now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now this is setting up the birth of Jesus. A few things worth noting there, it's, it's in Galilee. That's an obscure village. In a city called Nazareth. Later, when Jesus goes into public ministry, a man named Philip starts following him, and he, he goes to his friend Nathaniel, and he tells him about Jesus. This is Jesus from, from Nazareth, and Nathaniel says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So God is coming, but he's not going to the Big Apple. <laughs> he's not going to L.A. He's not going to Hollywood. He's shown up in an obscure village with a city that really doesn't have a very good reputation. But that's fitting. We begin to talk about what did Jesus leave behind? Well, he left the beauty, the majesty, the splendor of heaven and came where? To earth, which is a huge step down. But even when he comes to earth, he comes to an obscure village. And then the angel comes to Mary and, and speaks this word, says, Greetings, favored one. You've received God's favor. For what? Well, there's nothing in the text to make us think that Mary did anything. It was God's sovereign choice to show his favor to this woman. When I was a little boy, I went with some friends, and it was kind of a moneymaker. It was around Halloween, and some friends were having a haunted house, and I think we had to pay a buck or two to get in or something. 
So I paid, and I was, I was ready to go and, and say, oh, by the way, when, when you get in, you, you get a raffle ticket. And I, I was just excited to do the haunted house, so I stuck that ticket in my pocket, and, and I didn't think anything about it. Later in the day, somebody comes back and says, do you have number 26? What are you, what are you talking about? The raffle ticket. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, you win a transistor radio. I did, I did nothing. I had forgotten about this. I had no idea. And all of a sudden, it's, bang, you've got a, you've got a transistor radio. What did I do? No, nothing. I, I just happened to be the recipient. In this case, it was blind luck. Well, it's not blind luck, but the, the, the idea holds. You've done nothing for this, but God has shown his favor. And that's what he does to the followers of Jesus, and, and that's what he does to Mary. You are the favored one. And, and the Lord is with you. Now, that tells you something's probably going to change in her life. Uh, and, and Mary's confounded by this, but she was very perplexed at this statement, understandably. And kept pondering, what kind of salutation was this? What is the deal? The Lord is with you, and greetings favored one. And, and what's going on? Well, we're going to find out real quick. She's about to find out. Verse 30. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for have you found favor with God? Well, this is really out of the ordinary, but his first word is, do not be afraid. You know, if we were to take the Bible at the beginning, which would be the book of Genesis, and we were to page through to the book of Revelation, we would see God's number one command to his people is, do not be afraid. Fear not. That's a relevant command, particularly in the year 2020. For the first time in 100 years, we had a pandemic. That's new. None of us have experienced that. And it's brought some uncertainty. And yet God would say, do not be afraid. He wants to be us to be people of faith. Now, I, I would say, let's be wise in that. Faith and wisdom go together. I opened Facebook this weekend and found out an acquaintance, 21-year-old son, in a matter of two days, is on a ventilator because of COVID. A 60-plus couple is in the hospital like that. Let's be wise, but let's not be afraid. On top of that, we're in the midst of the most contested election I can remember in my lifetime. And, and maybe you're pleased with the news. Maybe your, your candidate's going forward. Or, or maybe you're not. Maybe your candidate doesn't look like he's going forward. You know what the response is to that? God's response? Do not be afraid. Whatever the circumstance, do not be afraid. Afraid. Why? Why? Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. 
the Son of God is going to be born among us. He is going to walk among us. He cared enough to leave the comforts of heaven, the beauty of heaven, and he's going to be in us. And, and he is the one that has been prophesied way back in the day. Uh, the prophet Nathan told David, you're going to have a descendant on the throne forever, a line of David. Well, this descendant is going to be Jesus. He is setting up a kingdom that will not end. What's coming in 2021? I don't know. I don't know what's coming in 2021. But here's what God has for a message. Do not be afraid. Why? Because the king is among us. And if you're a follower, he has set up his kingdom in your heart. Well, Andy, does that guarantee this? Or does that promise that? No, it guarantees nothing except that he is in control. And so the message that was to Mary is to us. Do not be afraid. And this one who is sovereign, he cared enough to leave everything. So let me push, let me go back to the opening illustration and push the Jeff Bezos illustration. He's going to a poverty-stricken country where he has limited food. In the U.S., he had all the food he could get. In fact, he could have an order. DoorDash could bring it to him. He could go to Isles Online. He could do that. In the U.S., he lived in 5,000 square feet. I don't know what it was. Now he's living in 200 square feet. In the U.S., he had access to the greatest of medical care. Now he has no medical care. He left all that to be with this son. You'd say, man, he's pretty committed to that son. That's just a picture of what Jesus left for us. Again, metaphorically, we're trying to get our grasp of it, what he left to be with us. But that's not the biggest scandal. The biggest scandal is what happened when he got here. In a mockery of a trial, he was executed like a common criminal. All in the plan of God. When he was on the cross, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says this, He who knew no sin, being Jesus, became sin in our place. That's what this is all about. God wanting to be with us. Advent, it means coming. Things change. With the advent of the printing press, this happened. But with the advent of Jesus, everything changed. And it starts with the fact that God wanted to be with us. See, we're asking this question, what did Jesus leave in order to connect with us? Jesus left behind his position and power as God. He suspended those in order to connect with us. He left his position and power as God in order to connect with us. So many years ago, I went on a summer missions trip, and of course this story is before I met my wife, Hope. That's, that's a qualifier. You'll understand why I'm saying this. And I I got a little crush on that project, and, and she was out of state. So I go back to Texas A&M, and I was hoping that something might get going here, and I, I wrote a letter, and it took a while to get a response. And I'm talking with the guy that kind of mentored me and discipled me, and I said, yeah, yeah, she's, she's been pretty busy. And you, you talk about telling the hard truth. He said, Andy? People make time to do the things they want to do. A letter, again, this is before text, this is before email. You had to handwrite it. A letter is 20 minutes. It's 30 minutes max. She may think you're a great guy, but the desire to continue relationships with you, it's, it's not there. 
Do you want to give 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Yeah, that's a barometer. What, how much did God want to be with you? He gave you more than 20, 30 minutes. He left the beauty of heaven. All that heaven was, and we, we'll, we'll know more of that when we get there. And came to earth, stepped down to earth, but then was tried and executed as a common criminal. Why? Because you mattered. I mattered. Why did God leave? He left everything he had. His suspended his position and his power. He gave up his rights and privileges in order to connect with us. That's big news. But, but Mary's got a question now from that. I'm going to have a child, but I haven't had relations with the man. How's that happening? Here we go. Verse 34. Mary said, how can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. What's going to happen is the Spirit of God is going to come upon you and, and He is going to impregnate that egg. And together, you and the Spirit of God will have a child. And yes, you will have a child without ever having had relations with a man. And we say, how can that be? That's humanly impossible. Yep, it is. It is. You know, if your kid, son or daughter, comes home and says, you know, it's not what you think. It was the Holy Spirit that came upon me. I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. This is unique. This has never happened or never will happen in history. The Spirit of God came upon a woman and together they conceived a child. And that's what makes Jesus so unique. This is theology that is foundational. And when this comes together, we have, here's a theological term, the hypostatic union. Fully God and fully man. How can that happen? Because God's infinite and we're finite. He can do things we can't do. Mary, that's how this happened. And when people say, it can't be born of a virgin, oh yeah, you're right, unless it's of God. Can't be fully God and fully man. You're right, unless it's of God. And our suggestion is, this is uniquely of God, and Jesus is uniquely qualified to be our Savior, and Jesus uniquely shows how much God wants to be with us, how much he left behind. We're celebrating this Advent, God with us. It goes on, verses 36 to 38. It says, and behold, even your relative Elizabeth also has conceived a son in her old age, and she who was barren called barren, is now in her sixth month. And she would give birth to a child who would be John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, because Israel had not had a prophetic word from God for 400 years, would be a forerunner. He said, hey, folks, get ready. God's about to break in. God's about to speak. God's about to communicate in a new way. And to show this is unique, this was a relationship between a man and a woman, but this woman was given for barren. She, she was too old. God said, no, 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 that's, that's in my field of... <laughs> expertise, and, and he allowed them to have a child. Why? Verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord may be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary declares her submission. 
to God. We hope you're taking time in Advent. We've got an online devotional to cultivate this relationship, this one who left so much to connect with you. Why? Because we live in a world that can tell us you don't really matter. And God screams out, but you do. But you do. So I lived in the dorms for three and a half years. And finally, second semester, senior year, I moved off. And, and that's significant because I went through three Valentine's Day in the dorm. And Valentine's Day, at least in the dorm, was one of the worst days. Do you know why? So we had two guys' dorms and two girls' dorms, and they came into this commons, and there was this desk in front, and they would start bringing flowers in on the morning of Valentine's Day. And they would run out of room on the, the desk, the welcome desk there. So they would set up other tables, and they'd run out of room on that table. So they'd set up another table and another table and another table. And you're walking in. I'm walking in from class, and I'm seeing all those tables and all those flowers. And who sent something for me? Nobody. And you see it. It looks like, man, everybody matters except me. Now, I found out I wasn't the only student that felt that way. Watched it. And see, we have a world that over and over and over again says, you don't matter. And Jesus says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. You do matter. You do matter. God with us. How much? I left everything uniquely connected, Father, Son, and Spirit, to step into a human body, to set aside the limitations, set aside the power, set aside the position of God. Why? So I could take on the life of a common criminal, die for you. You matter to God. God with us. And if we get a hold on that and we wrap that in, it becomes part of our DNA, we can live the life that says, we're not. Why? Because we matter to God. Are we 10 days out or so from Christmas? I, I understand. There's stuff to do and there's shopping and there's this and there's that and whatever you're going to do. Man, would you take time to cultivate this relationship to the one who says to you, you matter to me. You left so much behind so we could be right and connected to him. You know, for years I worked, on Friday my day off, I would work as a nutrition services substitute for Lincoln Public Schools, and I'd get a call or an email or something online, and I'd go to this school or that school. And so you work, and then before the students come, you, you get lunch. And a lot of the people that filled this, the full-time positions were, were immigrant people, people who come to this country. So I, I would get down, you get 30 minutes at lunch, and you sit across from somebody, hey, tell, tell me your story. So these people were forced to leave their country, and uh, they left everything as parents. They, they know. They, they left their culture, and they left their language, and they left their food. And, and, and they're, they're working in English, but it's, when you're an adult and you're working full-time, it's tough. 
And then I, and then I get to know some of them. And I remember one lady, she was the, the kitchen manager at one of these elementary schools. She was an engineer in Iraq. But her certification didn't carry. So she came here and, and worked at a, a lower-paying job. Why do these adults do this? Well, they're doing it for their kids. They're leaving everything they knew, language, culture, food, job, training. Why? For the hope that their kids might have a better future. I think, man, man, you must really love your kids. You must be really committed to your kids if you'll do that. That's just a picture of what Jesus did for us. Left so much more that we could be connected, that we could be right with God, that he could take on the position of our Savior that only he is uniquely qualified to do because we, you and I, matter to God. What did Jesus leave behind? He left behind his position and power. In a minute, after I pray, we're going to close with a song that celebrates what we're talking about, God with us. And I pray. You'd enter into that song joyfully as a reminder that God's with us because you and I mattered so much to him. Let me pray. Our Father in heaven, uh, we're grateful that uh, the truth of Christmas happened, that uh, you were among us, God with us. Uh, And that's because you took extraordinary steps and, and showed yourself to be uniquely God. Thank you, Jesus. We're leaving so much behind that we could be connected to you. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen.